Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. While you're standing, I want you to get your Bibles, if you will, uh, open them to the book of Psalm, chapter number 23. Psalm 23 is right smack dab in the middle of the Bible. I want to read from the New International Version. And uh, I, I love the book of Psalms. In fact, I love this particular psalm. It's written by David. David was the, uh, the, the shepherd, warrior, musician, artist guy who becomes king and, uh, and the greatest king in all of Israel. And, and I I want us to read this special poetry that he wrote that was put to music that the people of God would sing together when they would come together. Please read it with me. Psalm 23 from the New International Version. Now, my brain goes back to the King James Version. Now, some of you guys have this memorized. I have it memorized in the old-fashioned King James, you know, with the shouts and the thous and all that kind of stuff. But, but I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to work on this, all right? But we're going to read it from the New International Version today. Read it aloud with me today. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Anyone say amen to that? Yeah, I love God's word. Pray for yourself right now. Just pray, pray for yourself. God, Lord, as we all just praying that we will have ears to hear, our hearts and minds will be open to receive everything you want to say to us, God. God, what you want to impart into us, Lord. God, we believe that you will custom design the words that are coming right now, and you're going to custom design them just for us and for our unique situations. Let the life of God, the presence of God, the freedom of the Holy Spirit be present in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and you can have a seat. And I'd love it if you would have your Bibles out and follow along with me in Psalm 23 because I'm going to be using this today. I, in fact, I feel that Psalm 23 speaks directly to where many of us are right now. So be prepared to jot a few things down today. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm just excited for what God's going to do today. In fact, I, I got excited. I said, I'm just going to wear my time to live shirt today. I was, yeah, you know, because it is time to live. Just... It, some of you, your 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 anxiety is like just maxing out. Um, it's like your foreseeable future. It's not giving you much hope at all. You're kind of like just maxed out altogether. All Some of you, you're just feeling alone. You're stressed out. Uh, what you trusted in has failed you. Some of you, you're disillusioned right now. Well, the title of my message today. It's something that's going to help you to move forward because it's called dealing with deserts and dark valleys. Dealing with deserts and dark valleys. I want to let you know I planned a completely different message for today. I'd had it planned for months, actually. And, and, uh, but 
late Friday night, as I lay down to go to sleep, I decided in my heart and mind at that time that I needed to shelf that message and share something completely different. Now, today's message originated from an almost sleepless night that I had on Thursday night. I typically go to bed and I sleep rather well. Uh, you know, my head hits the pillow, boom, I'm out. In fact, I, I, was, I was at the end, uh, you know, at, at that time, I was, I was at the end of a 14-day time of just like constant, constant work, and it was a pretty intense, uh, but, but I, I planned this little space to let down, and usually that's what my Thursdays are anyway. I, I use Thursdays as Sabbath. It's, it's a day of rest. I rest my body, I rest my mind, I rest my spirit, and, uh, and, and, and I actually felt I had been pretty successful at it this past Thursday, um, but Early Friday morning, Thursday night, Friday morning, it was around 2.30 a.m., I woke up wide awake and my mind started racing. Now, I know that never happens to any of you guys, but my goodness, I was wide awake. And I really didn't even sleep the rest of the night. Uh, what started, I, I just woke up and I just started thinking about 2019 NCOV. Yeah, some of you know who that is, and you're very impressed with me telling you about it. Well, I decided I would just want to start l- researching it, so I Googled it, and wow, it's beautiful, you know. I discovered what 2019 NCOV looks like. It, now, it is also known commonly as the coronavirus, um, but this became an obsessive thought, and, and, and um, I, I went down all of these different mental highways and roads and saw all these different scenarios. And after lying there awake for about an hour, I mean, I just, I prayed, God, I mean, is this, is this you? Are you talking to me? I mean, I didn't sense that this, any of this was from God because I, I was feeling all of this was, was actually anxiety-based. Uh, I'll just be honest, I, I was unable to rest. And my mind started accelerating rapidly into these various scenarios of like, what if this becomes a pandemic? Uh, I mean, none of us have ever even seen a pandemic in our lifetimes. And, and, and today's world is so much more integrated than it was in the past. I mean, how, what would happen? All these what-ifs started going through my mind. And, and, and I was like, well, I, what, what would life be like in Fort Worth if our city was hit with a virus like Wuhan, China? Because I'm hearing the stories coming out of there. And, and uh and I'm starting thinking, yeah, well, there's not only the realities of dealing with the sick and the dying, but then there's, there's the economic impact. There's all of a sudden a lack of supplies and more. And I, I started thinking, well, how's my family? How could my family respond? What would we do? And, and then I thought, well, you know, I, I, how do I care for my family? How do I protect my family? What do I need to do? And then I started thinking about the regional food supply. And, and my mind then, after that, went to the City Life congregation. I, I was like, well, everybody would be impacted. I mean, some people would possibly lose their jobs. People would get sick. There would be government government mandated uh, 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 no public assembly rules and airports would get shut down and hospitals would be overrun and, and uh, you know how do we function as a church family and how do we, how do we thrive and, and then I, I started thinking about my granddaughter and I'm like okay stop this it, my mind just was going crazy and, and then it became like just this very strange obsessive, anxiety-based musings that just kept me awake the rest of the night. Uh, I mean, that night my, my anxiety morphed into worry, and I started worrying about probably about 10 different life situations that have absolutely nothing to do with the coronavirus. 
That's what I get for Googling at 2.30 a.m. I had a 7.30 a.m. morning uh, meeting that, that Friday, that morning, and, and uh, finally by 6, I'm realizing I'm not going to be able to get any sleep, and then I'm like, well, poor me, I'm such a victim, and where's my faith? Why couldn't I sleep? Where's you are, mighty man of God? By daybreak, the sun was coming out. I don't know, something about when the sun comes out, all of a sudden things get clear. I, I, I just realized, like, wait a minute, the enemy has just stolen a night of sleep from me and I actually played into his diabolical plan to beat me down after a day of very constructive rest. I mean, see, because that's important to me. Uh, my, my Fridays, when I get up on Friday morning and get going, my Fridays are like most people's Mondays. Uh, I typically hit the ground running on Fridays and, and, uh, and that's just, you know, I'm, I'm coming off my weekend. My weekend is, is usually on Thursday, and, and I, I'm, I'm taking off. And, and you know, there's, there's nothing like getting off on the wrong foot on a Monday morning for a lot of you guys. I think you understand that, right? Well, that's what it was like. Friday morning, I'm going. And, and, uh, and I'm just kind of like, man, I just feel all alone in this thing. I feel abandoned. Like, God, where were you? I, I felt fearful. I was, you know, some of the things that I've been musing about all night, just like it's out of control, and I'm so stinking tired, and I have this meeting at 7.30 this morning, and, 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 and the thing is true, I, I did pray. I did pray. Don't say, well, you should have prayed, Pastor. And I did. <laughs> I did. I prayed. And, but the deal is, is the fear and anxiety got the best of me. Yeah, but again, for some reason, the daylight helped bring things back into perspective for me. Uh, that morning, I did my normal Bible reading and read about the law of Moses and all these horrible things that will happen to you if you don't obey the law. I'm like, okay, well, that was really fulfilling today. Uh, went on to my early morning meeting, and the person, as soon as I sat down at my early morning, at my 7.30 a.m. meeting, the, the person that, that was there said, hey, have you read Psalm 23 in the Passion Translation? I'm like, well, no, actually, I like that. I like that. You know, that's, that's a paraphrase, and I, I love reading paraphrases because it just adds so much color and life to, to the scriptures, and, and so I looked it up and put up my phone, and I read it. I'm like, what? And as I was reading it, all of a sudden, finally, after a night of sleeplessness, I felt God speaking to me, and God said, Tim, why were you so anxious? I've been right here all along. And that, that, that's like that message just kept resounding in my heart all day Friday, and every time I'd meet with somebody else, I'd say, hey, have you seen Psalm 23 in the Passion Translation? Because I just had to get it out, and I just started writing things down all day long because it was like a day of just constant revelation. And, 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 but, but, but as that was unfolding in my heart, I knew that it wasn't just for me. I believe it's for us, and I believe it's for our city life family. Because some of you, you've been anxiety-obsessed, fears. Your minds are out of control. Your emotions are just racing. My prayer is that today God will bring some peace and God will bring some healing and God will bring deliverance. Psalm 23 verse 1 in the Passion Translation starts off with these words. It says, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. Now you see, these psalms, they originally weren't numbered. 
The numbering came later on, years later. They, they, but, but the first line of the psalm was basically the title. And in this case, the title, Psalm 23, verse 1, the title is pretty much a summary of everything that's there. And I'm telling you guys, if you get anything today, I want you to memorize this. I want you to get this. Get this in your heart. Here it is. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. I, I got on my Bible app and, and uh, I created this graphic and I, I put this in front of me all day Friday and all day Saturday and I finally posted it on, on Facebook and I was like, yeah, let's let everybody see what I'm thinking because I, I, I wanted to keep this out there because I refused to let those thoughts of anxiety and those musings come back. But really, what this, what this basically says right here, this summary of Psalm 23, it basically says this, is that in the middle of my driest deserts and my darkest valleys, God is right there by my side, whether I feel it or not. He's my friend, my best friend. He's my shepherd. So why am I so anxious and down? Because in him I always have more than enough. I know that. Verse two in the Passion Translation says this. It says, he offers a resting place for me. In his <laughs> luxurious love, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. And that's where he restores and revives my life, oh my goodness, there's so much there. Really what I'm doing today is I'm just taking you back into my Friday. You're, you're gonna go on a journey with me through this passage today. You're going to see how I made this passage into a devotion for myself because these words riveted me. My prayer is that they'll touch your heart too. I usually don't let you guys in on my devotions. My devotion's not yours. <laughs> but this time, no, it's for everybody. Just writing some things down through the day. Here's some of the things that, I, that God spoke to me about. The first one is this, is remain in his footsteps because we're following him. His tracks take me to the place that I'm supposed to be. And I'm telling you guys, if God's walking ahead of me, I'm going to follow. I, I, I'm going to follow. I'm going to remain in his word, whether it's dry or whether it's just as wonderful. I'm going to remain in prayer. I am going to follow his footsteps. I can look down and see that's where he is. That's another step. That's another step. That, my friend, is making forward progress. How do you make progress? You keep following him. And where are his tracks going to take you? <laughs> well, David said this, he says, it's going to take you to an oasis. I want to tell you guys, wherever you are, there is an oasis in your future. It's a peaceful place. It's a place like they, they say in here, it's a place of bliss. Don't you like that word bliss? Ah, yeah, we could use some bliss in our lives. I didn't say bling, I said bliss, all right. Wow. Who doesn't want Bliss. But then as, as I'm looking at that, I start thinking, wait, 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 wait. Where do you find an oasis? Well, you find an oasis in the middle of that 
desert. So if I'm reading this right, then I am literally following God and following his footsteps into and through a desert. Hey guys, listen to this. The desert that you're in is no surprise to God. (laughs) He led you there. But, but there's an oasis out there that's in your future. And you know what happens at the oasis? Well, it's good things. Restoration and revival happens at the oasis. That's what happens to you at the oasis. God is walking you through a desert. Yes, he is. And only he knows where that oasis is located. And he's leading you there so you can be revived and restored. And my friend, that's another reason not to leave God in the middle of your desert. Because he's taking you to the oasis. Verse 3. It says this. It says, he opens up before me pathways to God's pleasure. And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Talking about this pathway of righteousness it's i just want to tell you guys there's pleasure in righteousness it really is on your desert journey you don't need to be looking about how hard things are how bad things are because it's all good why it's because of righteousness now righteousness in the old testament days and today is very different in fact this morning my bible reading uh, the last lines of my bible reading the early this morning was this and 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 moses told the people if you do all of these hundreds of rules then you can be righteous the end i'm like well that's interesting i mean that's the way it was set up absolutely but Back in the Old Testament days, righteousness was obtained by following all the rules. But here's the deal. Not one, not one person could attain righteousness because nobody could do it all. So what a frustrating life they ought to leave. But you know what? God fixed that. So he sent his son, Jesus. That's why it's all different now. Your righteousness now is in Jesus. He came to fulfill the law. He is the word made flesh. Jesus is our righteousness. So guys, you don't have to attain anything. Righteousness is imputed to you through Jesus and that brings you joy in your life. And it also gives God pleasure. God, God gets pleasure from this whole thing too because now he, when he looks at you because you are in Christ, he looks at you and he sees his son, Jesus, and like, yeah, I like my son. If you have children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Verse four goes on and says, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. King James is the valley of the shadow of death. Remember my dad preaching about the valley of the shadow of death. Let me Sunday school teachers talking about it. And I pictured darkness and thorns and horrible things and snakes. And, and, and I was scared of that place. I didn't want to go there. And someone said, and it's a real place. I, I, I don't want to go there. Don't want to go there. Dad, dad, I don't want to go there. I've always, I've always thought this is just a, a place you don't want to go. But in reality, I've been there many times. Some, some of you are there right now. Others of you, you're actually walking into a dark valley. And it looks scary. But even though it looks scary, even though it not only looks dark, but maybe is dark, maybe even 
while you're walking into this, you feel like your world is falling apart. Don't forget, don't forget this. God is leading you there. He's leading you there. So get this, because he loves you. If he led you there, he's not going to abandon you in the dark valley. You are not alone in your dark valley. Well, unless you choose to be alone by isolating yourself from God and his family, running from God. God God didn't take you into the dark valley to dump you. He loves you. Love conquers fear, you know. You can deal with the dark valley just knowing this, knowing this, is that God led you there, and you're not alone, and God will lead you out. That's why they call this whole thing that we do faith. And then you know what? While you're in your dark valley, if you actually start looking around, let your eyes adjust to the darkness that you feel like you're all alone in, you'll start noticing there are some other Christian brothers and sisters that are in the dark valley too. And they're carrying the Spirit of God and God's leading them through. Hey, you're not in your dark valley alone. So why are you stressing out and why are you shutting down? Verse 4 goes on to say this. It says, Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear, and I'll never be lonely, for you're near. You know, whenever you're in the presence of someone with great authority, it's kind of a nice place to be because you actually feel reassured that everything's going to be okay. You know? yeah. I've, I've been around people with great authority. I was like, I'm like, yeah, everything's okay because they're here, you know? And in fact, authority in general, I mean, it does strengthen us. It gives us peace. But God's authority is like the greatest. It is the ultimate, and we all have access to it. While we're submitted to his authority, and tell, you guys got to understand, his love continues to be poured out on us. His love is overwhelming, and perfect love does drive out all that fear. So the big question in your dark valley, what are you afraid of? God's right here. My boys, when they were real little, they would come and want to get in bed with dad, get in bed and say, it's scary because it's dark. But see, they don't have to be afraid when they're in dad's arms, you know? He's right there with you. You'll never be lonely. He's near. In fact, he's here right now. If God's for you, who can be against you? Verse 5 in the Passion Translation says this. It says, you become <laughs> my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. And you give me all I can drink until my heart overflows. You get to feast on the goodness of God. I'm telling you guys, feasting on the goodness of God is better than anything you're going to eat. It's better than Joe T. Garcia's or Risky's combined. Oh, baby. God's not looking to starve you to death while you're in that dark valley or that wilderness or that desert. And sure, of course, as you're on this journey with God, you're going to have enemies. It doesn't say if you're enemies. It says when. (laughs) 
You're going to have enemies. Hey, keep this in mind. Hell itself is fighting against you. Do you think the, the hell likes you? No. Like, well, then I'll just quit serving God. No, it's going to get worse. <laughs> God never said there would be no battles. But even when the battles are happening, even when the enemy would dare to fight you, <laughs> God just keeps giving and giving to you. He's, he's going to make sure you have a full stomach. He's going to make sure you're able to drink deeply of him. And he pours out the fragrant oil of his Holy Spirit. As I was researching this, man, I just like, I wrote these words down. I was like, well, in the middle of all this, I get to have this, a full tummy. I'm not thirsty and I'm looking good. I mean, you, you put the oil of God on you, you you're going to smell good. You're going to look good. You're going to be smiling. Yeah, I know you might be in the desert. I know you might be in your dark valley. And right, you may have enemies attacking you right now and you've been dealing with it constantly. But if you don't abandon God and if you don't walk out on God's family, you get this, a full tummy, not thirsty, and looking good. Finally, verse six says this. Passion translation says, so why would I fear the future? Good question. For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life, and then afterward, even when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Now, I love it, because Psalm 23 wraps itself up perfectly. It's just this reminder, this important reminder. Listen to this. His presence is more potent than your problem. In fact, I almost wanted to rename my message this. <laughs> but, but I want you to get this going. Get this in your heart. His presence is more potent than your problem. Write that down and memorize it. Come on, guys. His presence is more potent than your problem. So the question comes back, why are you so worried? Why are you getting stressed out? Why are you getting bummed out? Why are you threatening to drop out? And God never promised you smooth sailing. Deserts, dark valleys, they're simply part of the journey that he leads us on. Yeah, where you are right now, God led you there if you're a follower of God. It's just like I've led my sons into some dark valleys and scary valleys and barren deserts on our hikes and our treks. They thought they were going to die, you know. They did. But they weren't alone. Dad always had something stashed in his backpack to, to surprise them with. <laughs> they weren't alone, and neither are you. Get this in your spirit. You are not alone. You're not abandoned. So, so don't call it quits. You, you don't need to give up. You, 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 you don't need to cave into the anxiety and the depression. His presence overpowers your fears. And he's right here, right now. And before we leave today, I I want you to take a few minutes and feast on his presence. I want you to drink deeply of his presence. I want you to indulge in his presence. I want you to receive the oil of the Holy Spirit all over you. And we're going to do this through communion. Over these next few minutes, we're going to cast our anxiety, our loneliness, our depression, and our hopelessness on him. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna surrender ourselves to him and to the journey he's taken us on. As we prepare our hearts for the next few minutes, I want you to listen 
you to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Um, I'm going to read you another psalm. This is Psalm 46, and this is a psalm of reassurance. I want to read this to you also from the Passion Translation. And some of you, you may just want to close your eyes and listen to these words. But I want you to drink in the richness of what God is saying to you through Psalm 46 now. I'm just going to read it. Passion Translation. God's speaking to you. Jot a few things down. If God's talking, you want to write down what he says, right? Listen to these words. Quiet your spirit. Listen to these words. God, you're such a safe place and a powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble. More than enough and always available when I need you. So we will never fear even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes moving mountains and casting them into the sea for the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of the Most High God and into his holy dwelling places. I've talked about this before, but where does God dwell? God dwells in the midst of the church. When we come together, there's a concentration of God's presence. His stream is flowing here and now. It says God is in the midst of that city secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving. And you will see that I am God. I am the God above the nations and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. Oh, here he stands, the commander. The mighty Lord of the angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. You just close your eyes and lock yourself in with God right now. And I don't want any movement at this moment, please. Because as we prepare our hearts for communion, Scripture tells us we need to examine ourselves. And I'm going to ask you to do that. Maybe you're here today and you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Uh, possibly you've moved away or drifted from relationship with God. You gave up on God, but you're here today. And if you really want to know this Jesus I'm talking about, if you want relationship with him, you want a new beginning, then I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. And just very simply by lifting your hand in just a moment. Knowing this, that Jesus loves you more than you can imagine and he died for you so that you can have life and life to the full. And today, today it is time to live for you. If you want to be included in my closing prayer, surrender your life to Jesus. When I count to three, I want you to lift your hand so that I can see it. So that way I can connect my faith with yours and we're going to pray together. And everything changes at this moment. One, that's you. You're ready to keep your life to Jesus. Sin is going to be erased out of your life. Two, three. Lift your hand for me all across this room. Thank you. 
thank you. Who else? Thank you. Put your hands down. Who else? Awesome. Thank you so much. Here's what I want you to do. If you lifted your hand, I want you to pray these words with me. Congregation of believers, I want you to pray it also as an encouragement to those who are giving their lives to Christ. Come on, pray these words. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Will you please forgive my sin? It's time for me to live. So today I give up my past and I embrace the future that you have for me. Thank you for being my shepherd. Thank you for being my best friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.